0: hey welcome to the trading success podcast if you're loving the podcast would love to help you start scale or automate your tradie business we help everyone from startup all the way up to one million dollar plus months and would love to be able to help you too so click the link in the show notes if you're interested in getting some support, and joining an epic community of legends in the academy. We'd also appreciate, if you're loving the podcast, to leave a review. It helps us reach more people and help more tradies like you run successful businesses. All right, let's get into it.
1: Welcome to the Tradie Success Academy podcast. I am Greg Crow. This is Alice Boyd Kirk Neil. We are the Tradie Business Panel, and we have been thrust into a situation, forced into a situation, coerced into a situation where we've just recently been given the topic, and rightfully so. And it's around the subject of finding business fast, how to find business fast, where to find business fast. And I just want to say, I'm experienced in this area. (laughs) <laughs> if you are not experienced in this area chances are you haven't been running a business for very long i want to share with you a story and i'm sure kirk and alice have got stories too there was a time when i had 12 stuff and we had work for 18 months and this is maybe 2016 so like uh like sand through the hourglass these are the days of our lives let's wind back the clock and take uh, take you through what happened to me within a three-week period. we had 12 staff work for 18 months and things were going good, right? You make this, if you got work that far out in advance, it was in the project space, electrical this one, and things were good. I was making decisions based on that work. We were um, growing, expanding, spending money. Like I said, just in and around that safety net that that work was coming up. All of a sudden, I get a phone call saying, "Hey, uh, this job's been canceled. Um, cool. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. It's cool. And this is—we had four major projects at the time uh, coming up, and then, and plus the fill-in work. And then I get a next phone call saying, "Our next job's been postponed." Um, cool. Still got, still got two to go. Still got two to go. And if you're gathering where the story's going the next two phone calls were of the same accord. Hey, the job's been postponed. The job's been pushed back as you can relate to. So I stared down a barrel of work for 18 months to now not knowing where we're going to be in on two Mondays from now. And if you've ever done a schedule looking at all this stuff and looking at no work, (laughs) you'll understand that's a big disconnect and a big emotional turmoil and something massive you've got to deal with and whether you've got one staff or 20 or 50 it's kind of irrelevant to the story that this will happen to you at some point whether you just push through the hamster wheel and wake up one morning you got no work on monday because you didn't chase anything or whether something happened out of your hands like jobs got cancelled or a job got postponed due to lack of materials um yeah it's gonna happen
2: kirk yeah it's definitely gonna happen I love how you framed that at the start. Yeah, this is, everyone endures this. Um, The best business engineering can help minimize how how savage these peaks and troughs are, but you're going to run into this. Yeah. So having that quick resource at your fingertips. That's why I love the session was sprung on us last minute because-
1: It felt like it was meant to be. Did you it? run out
2: of work last minute. You don't go, oh yeah, I'm going to run out of work in eight nine weeks time because you've got eight or eight weeks to build something into the pipeline. That's but like yeah, finding you... business fast. That's finding business really slow or normal yeah. <laughs> finding normal business... rates. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you got to have these like these go tos. You got to have, and that's what we're going to do today. We're going to come up with a few go tos to be like. Uh, when it all evaporates in front of you, what, are you, what levers are you going to pull to get some productivity into your team and, and fast? Yeah, we do a lot around like client acquisitions and business to business clientele and things like that. And that's a, that's a longer game. That's not going to fill next week. Yeah, that's going to that's gonna provide you with some stability in the pipeline in you know, six, eight, 10 weeks time. But that meeting might not produce anything for you next week. So you got to prioritize your time in this when you run out of work to finding, yeah, fast burning leads. Yeah. So those things that are there real quick.
1: I'm going to steal the very first sport analogy of the session and say, it's like golf business is sometimes kind of like golf. You've got to have a long game, right? We know that you'll be forecasting, uh, seeing where you hit it. you also got to have a short game. In other words, you got to pull the trigger now we need to find work and I want to encourage everyone from the outset if you're listening to this podcast there is hope for you there is plenty of things you can do we're going to come up with six of the best ways that I've got I've wrote six down as soon as we heard the session I've got I've got six I'd love to hear yours Alice what's the kind of first things that come to mind when you hear about finding business fast where does your mind go to where does your head go to what do you Mm -hmm. think
3: I I think it's really um, interesting what Kirk was saying around, um, you know, these things are going to happen in business where all of a sudden it's really something happens and it's difficult to find work quickly. And it is about how we react. Um, No matter how prepared you are, and we want to get you prepared um, as much as we can. But no matter how prepared you are, sometimes things come up that are completely out of your control. Um, Everyone's seen that happen in a huge way over the last two years with things like lockdowns. Um, No one. have ever prepared for that. Um, So being able to react in a um, quick manner, but also a strategic manner is really, really important here. Um, Something as, you know, common as bad weather can really affect some of your, you know, your incoming work or things can come to a total halt. So knowing how to deal with that, um, like I said, quickly, but also strategically is really going to help get you through some of the more difficult, um, maybe stressful times in business where the work all of a sudden either dries up or slows down. Is that
1: drying up a pun to the weather? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> a lot. I lot. you know that. I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate that. Let's talk it. about um, let's talk about how you can land yourself in this cycle because uh, I think we kind of framed it before. There's going to be times where it's in your control, and there's going to be times when that control has been taken away from you, like someone's driving the mother ship. So how this can happen is uh, the weather, Alice said months and months of rain if you live on the northern rivers lately or up northern new south wales you will understand that it's been a really difficult time for a lot of people and sometimes if your job depends on weather that's been taken away from you another how would be the hamster wheel that we love to talk about here and i'll quickly draw the wheel out you're wondering how this this wheel works (laughs) Uh, pretty much business or business starts in my mind with an idea. You get this beautiful idea about I've got this um, burning sort of passion, desire to run my own business, be my own boss, the dream of all this time and freedom. And you go, I'm going to do it. 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 So then you start to chase up leads and then you start to convert these leads, convert, and then, that leads into work, right? So what generally happens is this is the general wheel. You can see the wheel's not quite complete yet. What we need to do when the work comes in, the work starts filling up, we're not going to spend too much time on this. We need to go over here to staff. And then the wheel kind of self-perpetuates because you're still moving, you can still generate the leads still convert and still get work. And then the two wheels you can kind of see here become, let me go over here to stuff. And it kind of continues on what a lot of people do. And this arrow is going to be highlighted in red in a sec because red is a no, no. A lot of people, well, just go, sorry, that's a wrong arrow. Let's go back. A lot of people just go straight from the work. They get busy for two, four, five, six weeks. And what they do, they neglect chasing up the leads. And then they, um, they land them in a position where they have to start chasing leads to get more work. And then they convert the work and then they do it and they just keep stuck in this hamster wheel. I caught up with someone the other day who's was doing this for seven years just in that soul trader, soul operating. And this can happen at any le- staff level. You just get stuck in that hamster wheel. Um, don't chase, don't chase, don't chase, don't chase. Okay, now I need to chase, <laughs> right? Don't chase, don't chase. Okay, now I need to chase. So that's essentially the hamster wheel. So if you are um, in that hamster wheel of a lot of work's going on, you've still got to chase up the work. So you've still got to be generating, and, and this can land you in a position where you need work. And hey, what else, guys? What else do you think... Um, how do people land in the
2: situation? Yeah, I think it's really important to, to, to split this. Yeah, so internal factors versus external factors. And the better you can understand both them, like there's a lot of variables at play as to how you can run out of work. And there's some variables that you can't control and then there's plenty that you can. Yeah, so I think the first thing is what's changed. That's, that's where I go. So self-assessment. So if we had work four weeks ago, now we don't have work. What's changed in four weeks? and ask yourself that and then start listing those things just like well actually yeah I did no quoting well that's going to be a a pretty clear indicator yeah or I got I've had no new leads from this particular source or my referrals have stopped coming through yeah it because then it just becomes a matter of like when you actually sit in that moment and say what's changed it's sort of like fault finding it's fault finding your funnel it's like Where do I have, I have a leak here somewhere. Like normally I would have work coming through, but something has let this down and I want to look at what are the variables that I can control first. And then I want to appreciate the variables that I can't control and try and learn more about those. And is there a way in which I can engineer my product or my service so that it's more flexible against those non-controllables?
1: Yeah. And the non-controllables are would be sort of cancellation, right? Yeah. Cancellation of jobs, um, postponing. I know there's a lot of stuff uh, at the moment with lack of materials. So a lot of the service trades is getting stuck because someone can't get roof sheets means I can't rough in. Someone can't get gyprock means I can't fit off. So sometimes there's things outside of your control. Anything else in and around there we want to flag, guys, before we move on?
3: I mean, I think that something like injuries or illness for yourself or staff can have mm. huge impact and sometimes we just can't predict that sort of thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Injury, illness, huge. Uh, family. Family situations um, change. Yeah, 100%. Uh, but regardless, guys, we want to encourage you, if you are in this kind of need to find business fast, firstly challenge... And look back, is there anything you could have done in the last one, two, three, four, five, six months differently? Uh, the big rule in, in the project space, you're only as good as what you were doing six months ago. So right now, all that slow burning stuff, all that business to business referral, all that quoting you're doing might come to fruition in September, October, November, December, depending, Like six months from now, four, five, six months from now. So don't ever, ever take your foot off the pedal with quoting and lead gen. Pedal to the metal <laughs> per day or every day, as I like to say. Uh, but regardless if you found this, yourself in this situation for something you have done or something that has been avoidable or unavoidable, I guess you would say, we're here to determine what to do from here. You're here, and that's the reality, and we've got to get out of it. The ship has to sail on. We've got overheads, we've got cost operations, we've got staff, got my own wage, got a family, got kids to feed. We've got uh, things to do, mortgages to pay. That's the reality. So, Alice, first thing you would do, what are you going to do?
3: I'm going to, this might be one of the big, broad topics, but listen, I'm just going to go there. Reach out to your existing network. Oh,
1: I'd say that's controversial, but that was my first thing I write down. Oh, my first <laughs> thing as well.
3: <laughs> I'm
1: like, that's the first thing. <clears throat> okay 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 uh why reach out to existing network Mm
3: -hmm. well if you have done things properly which let's just let's just say that you have um you might have an absolutely killer uh, email list that all of a sudden you can now uh, send a quick email it doesn't take you very long to do this is something that you can do in a very reactive sort of space and all of a sudden depending on how many people you've worked with in the past you have this huge resource of, you know, it could be 50 people, it could be 5,000 people, but drafting up an email and using your existing network of past clients is going to be a really good way that you might be able to generate work that you didn't even know you had the potential to do before. You might not have reached out to that network via something like email for a really long time, um, which... You probably should have been doing that, you know, consistently. But again, in in panic mode, there's no reason why you can't reach out and see what you're going to get back. Yeah, yeah. And there's when, a when you say reach
2: out, you go. Sorry, go. You go. Oh, I was going to say, there's a reason why it was top of all of our lists. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, because it's the say it's the it's the fastest and easiest way to generate work because, everyone in your list has an established layer of trust. Yeah, and when we're talking about doing business with people, people do business with people that they trust. They only pay up until their trust point. So this is the shortcut scenario. This is the, how do I get it fast and easy? Because these people already know me, they love me and they, they might have something for me to do.
3: So, I mean, we all know that winning new clients is a lot more difficult than winning work with a previous client. Like you said, Kirk, that has that you know, existing relationship. People already know how you work. They trust you. Um, you should always, you should have been doing work again, six months ago, like Crow was saying, that this, the work you did six months ago pays off, you know, in the future. And that's great. We want to always be doing these slow burns, um, but there's nothing like an existing relationship and that's never going to change.
1: And when we talk existing relationship in this, what are we doing? Is it what you said before, Alice? Is it is it that like email marketing? So is that the first point of call, or is so that's, it? Uh,
3: that's one of my points of call. I would say because, of course, it depends. Is that what that
1: one, one A <laughs> email marketing.
3: <laughs> we'll call it that. Um, because it depends what kind of clients uh, are in your existing network. Okay, so of course in say the domestic space, um, you can blast off an email to yeah, 5,000 people if you have that in your email list or, it, of course, that number is going to change. So something like email marketing is something that you can set up and really easily implement quickly and then move on to all these other ways of generating leads.
1: Yeah, we did a session in our PEAK Performer Program on email marketing. I think I called it D-I-Y-E-M, diem if you like. <laughs> What's that called? Is that an acronym? Is it, it can be. It can, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know I not know. I know English teachers here. It doesn't matter. Uh, but amazing way to get in front of your existing clients, right? Just maybe it's a special, maybe it's an offer. And I think the key is here, don't assume that all your existing clients know all your services. The amount of people that... Uh, oh, I would have got you. I didn't know you did domestic though. It's like, of course I do domestic. It's the same thing. Oh, I would have got you. I didn't know you did that. Of course I did that. Like it was, why not everyone is as in tune with your job as you are. And that's okay. Because you don't know all the stuff they do. They don't know all the stuff you do. Don't be scared to promote your services. And Kirk, what would you do in the email marketing sense? Would you, um, Would what would you
0: say?
2: Yeah. Oh, I have a reason to be there. Yeah. So really important that your message contains value so that it doesn't come across like spammy, just like, hey, get us so to do some work. So you have to contain some sort of value. So maybe it's, a, maybe it's an offer. Maybe it's a deal. Maybe it's a special that you want to run to entice people that might not have something to do right now, but because you're providing an offer on a particular service, then they, that prompts them to get that. Yeah, so um, have a reason for being there. Uh, one of my favorites, though, is I just like to re-emphasize to the to the audience, to the email audience, how important referrals are for our business. Effectively, I'm reaching out to everyone that I've done business for before and asking them, would they know someone that they could connect me with? Because that gets them thinking, hey, can I connect you with someone in my network that needs your service? Actually, I could. But also, it's a tool to re-trigger our service to the front of the client's mind and then they're like actually i don't really know anyone off the top of my head but i do need you for something else thanks for reaching out
1: yeah uh is that is that where your head went to kirk first and foremost you know existing network is it straight away email marketing is that um that yeah
2: because or? when you've when you run out of work you are stressed you are stressed right um there's you want bang for buck and for this, I could write this email in four and a half minutes and send it to my entire database. That's, that's good return for four minutes. Yeah? yeah, that gives me time in my day to do other things, which we'll probably get into right now, um, <laughs> yeah. move into those other things. But the first part, bang for buck, five minutes, it's emailed out. The likelihood of that generating work is really high due to that trust level, due to the volume of people that's in there. And due to the fact that I'm asking them not only... Do they have anything for me? But do they know anyone that they can connect me with?
1: Yeah, 100%. And the wording and framing of these is always really important. You don't want to say, hey, guys, I'm running out of work. I'm running low on work. I'm running dry. I was disorganized. Uh, you don't want to do that stuff. We just want to present value and an offer and give, give the client a reason to open it and to read it. And a really good challenge with this and something that... I love to live by, I love to give things to my wife be like, can you read this? Can you understand it? Does this make sense to you? Someone outside of the industry that I respect and that I trust and that I value their opinion and they can look at it and go, yeah, that's good. That makes sense to me. Tick. Go ahead. I guarantee we'll all have someone like that in our life. I'm just lucky enough to call them my wife. Very excited to-
3: I think that's important as well, as well, Croy. I think that's, I really like that point because during, this is a pretty high stress time. And I think we all know like that feeling of being in panic mode. And so sometimes taking the emotion out of it by just asking someone to double check. Do I sound like a crazy person or does this sound like a great offer? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And nothing's more embarrassing than a couple of spelling mistakes and nothing's more embarrassing. I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. The BCC. (laughs) <laughs> Guys, if you've got an email marketing campaign, you cannot CC. I'm pretty sure it's illegal. Uh, yeah. people are going to jail for a lot less. Put
2: it that you way. Use a software, <laughs> use MailChimp or Clavio or, or someone, something like that to manage your campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the last thing you want is send a bulk email to a thousand people with everyone's email address in this in the recipient bar. Now
3: I've got
1: <laughs> Kirk's mobile number, I've got Catherine's mobile number. I'm going to call them at all <laughs> hours tonight. And hassle them. Uh, all right. Ask your existing network. I think that's a big clincher and just that premise. We love to say it here at the Academy. If you don't ask, you don't get. If you don't ask, you don't get. So don't assume people don't want to use you. Just ask the question. So chase up your existing network. Email marketing is a great way to do it. And I think it's the, I was speaking to Mitch one day, he was saying it's the most successful sort of fast campaign, email marketing. Oh, most banks are bark. Yeah, most banks are bark
2: because it's so cheap. Yeah.
1: yeah so cheap and easy. All right. So that's, are we happy with that being one? It's one and one A, but is that just one? That's, that's good. That's good. Yeah. That's one. All right. Cool. Next. Uh, you got something, Kirk? I got, a, I got a couple of things. All right. Do you want to go?
2: <laughs> the, the, probably the oldest way of drumming up business is the, uh, the door knock
1: the door
2: knock the door knock but i don't like knocking on doors because that's weird uh, plus most of my most of my target clients aren't going to be home but for the limited work that i do have this week i want to make sure that i am touching base with the neighborhood so do i have some flyers to drop in people's you know 5 10 20 houses either side of the job that i'm doing uh, we had great success with a campaign that we that we ran where we had um we had door hangers made up like you'd find in a hotel for like room service or do not disturb and things like that. Um, We got door hangers made up and they held one of our magnets and we would just run either side of the house that we were working at and hang these door hangers. And because it's on the door, it's got a little bit more traction. It's less likely to be folded up with all the mail and just dumped on the bench or in the bin when they get get inside. So we found a bit more success on the door than in the the mailbox. So if you're in, in a position there, we can go either side.
1: Yeah, and a door knock also would provide in my head, and this is what I was kind of thinking with the existing network. You could door knock on. There's a general rule of thumb that we love to say: everyone knows a school teacher, everyone knows a tradesman. So why not door knock on that school's maintenance manager's door? Why not knock on that person you've been wanting to work with's door? Why not drive past building sites and see, oh, they're at that stage. Yeah, cool okay, yeah, I'm going to contact them. Why not ask your existing network in terms of not through an email marketing campaign, but via a phone call or a door knock or that that kind of thing. I think mean, that's really important. Once again, the premise is if you don't ask, you don't get. The door knock being a metaphor, you can door knock, you can go and find a commercial client you want to work with and just knock on the door. Hey, here I am. Can I Can I offer you something? Can I get said quote, if there's anything I can quote, Anything I can do. Most
2: you know people... Will, you go, Kirk. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry man. I'll just jump in there on that commercial space. Like, commercial door knocking is actually elite because, you know, the commercial spaces, there's typically not one shop on its own or factory sitting there on its own. What are they next to? More shops or more factories. So if you go into repair a particular... Um, thing in a a shop or a warehouse or install something and you notice something about the property, the chances are the next shop over could have the similar sort of issue. So you just a simple walk in, hey, I'm Kirk, I was working uh, on a shop next door. I noticed that this was happening. Would you like me to take a look for you to make sure that yours is all right? Oh, that would be great, thanks. Actually, you know what? This does need replacing as well. What do you know? You could do the whole street of shops, placing the same exit sign in every single one of them.
1: Yeah, if you, just, if you don't know, uh, if you don't ask, you don't get, right? You just go knock on the door and, don't, and just assume that you're going to have that overarching assumption that everyone else is bad at their job. And how do I know this? Because everyone listening here, everyone listening to this podcast no matter what time or what year you listen to this, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I've neglected that client. Oh, I haven't got back to that phone call. Oh, I, had, I wasn't thorough enough there. Oh, yeah, I didn't do my yearly requirements. That. Oh, yeah, I didn't do that. Oh, I haven't chased. I haven't been dealing with that. So if you can knock on one of these doors at the right time, you might very well just get the ideal client. I had a, I've had. got a great story here with, with the door knock, that sort of relationship. I remember driving home and I had an in with a builder, and that was through my old boss who did solely air conditioning work, and I was an electrician, so there was no conflict of interest there. We were driving home, and I was like, um, I should call. I might, I might call." This guy's name was. Let's just call him Errol. This guy's Errol. name was Errol was it? Errol? No, it wasn't Errol. But let's just say it was Errol. I was driving home, and I thought, "I'm going to call Errol, the builder. Say hi. Called him, and it was just that." Right place, right time, right day, right minute, where their uh, electrician had been drilling hammer drilling in a wine cellar, no drop sheets, um, no vacuum, no nothing, dusted up. This, the major clients, I guess, I'm no wine commercial <laughs> then, but dust up his wine collection. Or, oh, and there was plenty in there, trust me. And out of favor, I called where the new Sparkies within the next one or two weeks. It was just nuts how it happened. but... What baffles me, and and that client was our major client and still continues to be our major client 10 years down the track, and what baffles me is if I didn't make that phone call, whose (laughs) client is he? Yeah, Someone else's, right? Because they still would have been looking for someone, but I just happened to be in the inbox, you might say, or on their voicemail or front of mine, front of house. So, yeah, pretty cool. Anything else on the doorknock, guys? I've got a third one. And this is 101 kind of stuff is chase up outstanding quotes. quotes. Chase up outstanding quotes. One of our peak performers recently chased up a quote from six months ago. And the client said, oh, yeah, I forgot to call you about that. Done. Job booked in. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. And it just goes to show people are busy. I'm busy. I've got two young kids. I've got no time. You know, and, and there's plenty of stuff that if the tradesman followed me up, I'd be like, yeah, of course, come do that. Yeah, that, that, that can get done anytime. Come and do it. So anything else with that, guys? Chase up existing quotes.
2: Yeah, just look at how you, how you shop as a person. I'm exactly the same. Uh, just booked a removalist went with the people that kept following me up. Yeah, not because they annoyed me or not because they they, they were any much better than the rest of the other people that were in the market. It's just, they made it really easy for me to use their service. They followed me up a few times and I was like, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. And they could have just dropped the ball there, but they kept following me up. And then, you know, the day came when I was ready and I was like, I'm so glad you called today because I would love to book that in.
1: And I want to highlight, I think you said this, in one of in incubator they weren't the cheapest yeah they, they definitely weren't the cheapest less. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, the, yeah and you know they can't
2: be the cheapest if they've got um if they've got the resources to follow up like they did yeah so not only does it show that you know you have to invest in in your in your business to be able to provide the right service but that starts to pay dividends for you yeah so they probably could provide a cheaper quote if they didn't have the the follow-up procedures in place for their staff because they wouldn't need as many staff to handle the, the follow-up procedure. But it actually works in their favor because they convert more.
1: People like Yeah, me. that, that loan operator, loan ranger, it just cannot get to these back to these people. Doesn't have yeah. the right diligence to follow it up. And so many jobs go to the wayside, not because they were going to the wayside, but because they weren't followed up. And that's pretty much got to be diligent. Following that up, chase up outstanding quotes. Plus, a really easy one to do. <laughs> Just be like, hey, has this ship sailed or not? Can we do this or not? What is the plan of attack? How would you chase that up? Phone, email, phone, phone. Email. Yeah, yeah.
2: Get on the phone. Get on the phone hard. If you need work, yeah, you need to. You need to work. <laughs> yeah. um, so, I would like to times time frame these components. Very worst case. Yeah, you could type your email with your elbows. You could get your email campaign sent in 30 minutes. Yeah. And that's using your elbows, not your fingers. Right. So you would be able to do that. Love Everybody to read would be that. able to <laughs> design <laughs> it. <laughs> design and send an email to your existing network in less than 30 minutes. Okay. The door knocking approach, yeah, with the limited work that you have, that's going to add 10 minutes to your current workload for the jobs that you're on that's going to extend that local reach yeah then it's on the phone you've got the entire day outside of that 30 minute block and the 10 minute block for each each one of those sites that you go to you've got the entire day to get on the phone
1: yeah and think outside the box i was just flashing back to the rule of thumb i used to have when meeting new clients or new builders or new something bring them a coffee usually i was stopping for coffee as well on the way through. And I just call them and be like, hey, do you want a coffee? And do they want one? Probably 80% of people said yes. 20% of people said no, but the gesture was there. It was nice. And it's a good yeah. offering. People, it's not wasted. After the not question's waste. still yeah. not wasted. Yeah. People love coffee. I can't even tell you how much that $3.50 investment returned over the course of that. All right. Chase up outstanding quotes. Fourth, who wants to go for lucky number four?
3: I think that... Uh increasing your ad spend or creating some say digital marketing ads if you haven't already got them is going to be a really big one um because again we were talking about some of these long-term wins something like your b2b space um facebook ads maybe some instagram ads google ads this is the sort of stuff which can help you convert really quickly and get those leads a lot quicker than those long-term um wins
1: yeah yeah so uh a lot of experience in advertising space and some something I'm a little bit, I guess, unfamiliar with, what do I do? Let's say I ask you too. like, let's say I, I recognize I got no work. I want to start advertising. What do I do?
2: Firstly, this takes courage. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> yes. you, I got when, courage,
1: man. <laughs> when, when
2: you, got when you, no, like, yeah. But when you've got, when you've got no work on, the last thing you think is spending more money. You're like, yeah. I'm not going to, I don't have any work. How am I going to pay for this? Yeah. So th- it does take courage and you have to really trust that you'll get that return. And if you've had experience then you'll know roughly what those returns sit like, but most marketing um, has no guarantee on return. Yeah. So it takes courage. You have to be able to go, right, let's, uh, let's give this a shot. And um, you know, it took me a long time to really buy into that. Greg was awesome at this he would be like yeah we don't have enough work spend more money and i was like man i don't know like it's gonna be a nasty month and he would say to me it's like if we do nothing it's a nasty month so, yeah. it's kind,
1: of, so kind of counterintuitive in a way it is, it nothing is yeah. coming in to pay the bills let's spend more money yeah, <laughs> right? yeah
2: exactly yeah. yeah but if you do nothing it's a it's a bad month yeah, if you try something, there's a chance you can turn that bad month into a good month or a decent month or an okay month. You can cover the line. If you do nothing, you, you, run, you run your ship dry. And it,
1: where would you I don't
2: go to? Well, uh, yeah, uh, the fast burn ones. Yeah. So Google ads. Yeah. Straight away, bang. It's, it's, it's easy to navigate, simple to set up. Um, thing with Google is budget is king. Yeah. Spend more, get more. Yeah, so again you've got to have courage to spend enough to get enough yeah don't try and flirt with oh, I'll try and get a try and get a nice little discounted rate in here. I won't spend too much. If you need work go at it. Yeah, go at it.
3: This yeah, could be exactly that you weren't that you weren't budgeting enough towards your digital marketing anyway as well. So as much as it's taking a leap of faith it might be like, are my leads in the digital marketing space slowing down because I simply wasn't putting you know, any money or barely any money into it anyway? It can be a really great and um, quite a consistent form of lead generation.
1: And this is a really interesting, uh, I mean, just flashing back throughout, just going back on our fall we've got now, email marketing, chasing out your existing network, the door knock, chase up outstanding quotes and ad spend. Just to highlight to everyone how important that you're only as good as what you were doing six months ago is the reality of you landing a large project in this time is quite low. Almost zero. Well, it's yeah. almost zero. So, oh, and, and the that, fact that
2: it's, yeah, and of right. the lead time on the on ramping time, it's not going to pay the bills this month.
1: No, you, you think about uh, if you're in one of the service trades, you think about quoting a job, right? I'll do, I'll get that quote out. And then that quote probably com- gets competed with one or two other people. Then the job gets one once the client approves it. And then the place has to get demoed. And then you've got to basically see a bunch of the temporary stuff. And then you've got to actually pause the lab, get the framing up, get the cladding on, and rough in. So you you might that might be six months away. <laughs> you know? So what we're talking about here, well, how you're gonna fill this stuff, is more than likely with a smaller side of things. And this is why it's so important to have a diversified business. And something we preach at peak performer level is that it's no good to just have one pie. Your fingers need to be all, all in the diversified business of a pie. You need to have a service and maintenance pie. You need to have a project pie. You need to have that ongoing uh, cost plus. We call it Lambo, labor and materials, bulk on cost. You need to have. All, you need to be diligent and applicable in all three. Right, because the service and maintenance side will more than likely save you through these times. It will carry you through. And they self-perpetuate. The small jobs lead to the large jobs. Why? Because you're always in front of them. Repetitively, like yearly maintenance, that quarterly maintenance, that six-month maintenance. And they're, oh, we've got a project, a bigger job tomorrow. Oh, yeah, we'll choose him. He's always here. His name's all over the tax. (laughs) His name is everywhere. And then the big jobs lead to the small jobs. Oh, yeah, that's the guy that did the project. He's coming back now for the maintenance. Perfect. Comfortable with them. I'm comfortable with their product. I'm comfortable with their stuff. And uh, that's great. So just to to frame that up to all the people listening, really critical that we are diligent with our project and larger job quotes. All right. So ad spend. Anything else to add on the ad spend? Yeah, I just people get a little confused
2: as to where best to spend their money here. Um, Facebook ads can be great. they can be. Yeah. But we've got to look at like why I said Google ads over, over everything else. Why, why it is the trump card is it's search intent. So people will actually go to Google and search for something that they want to buy right now. People don't go to Facebook with the same level of search intent to find you. Okay, so you're advertising in a space where the audience isn't looking to buy all the time. So your message has to be different. Your message has to hit a lot more people because it needs, to, it, it needs a bigger sample size in order to connect with anyone that's actually thinking about using your service. So if you're tossing up between one or the other and you need work now, you go to the search intent space, yeah, where people are actively looking for that particular service and they're punching it into Google and advertising that space because the leads are gonna be um, more solid. Yeah, whereas Facebook, people don't go to Facebook typically to buy stuff, they go to Facebook to lose their space, their time. And then you're trying to sell to them on the way. Yeah, you're trying to get them to buy your service while they're doing something else.
3: Yeah, if you think about pe- you know your own buying habits and you think, okay, um, that pipe has been leaking for a week, I need to actually deal with this. You don't scroll on Facebook. You type in plumbing services, Bondi Beach, whatever it might be. Um, So I think that it's really important. Yeah, in terms of quick leads, um, Google is always going to, you know, win there.
1: Yeah, uh, for sure. And even got to think when those people call you, more than likely you've got time (laughs) because you're not busy. So you can fit them in. And that's really critical. I know, you know, if, if you're spending a lot of money, on advertising more than likely you've got to be able to service those jobs within within a 1 to 2 week period otherwise yeah. people aren't going to wait around for it's a
2: now economy yeah people yeah. people aren't aren't used to waiting anymore yeah they buy stuff and it's just there you know like it's it's just they they want to buy something and they want it now they don't want to think about what they want to do in 3 weeks time and see if they can line everything up
1: yeah and just think about if you've done any work around your house and needed someone or something usually three to four weeks, unless it's a larger size project, is too long. You know, even two weeks at times is, is pushing it. So really important. We've got the staff to facilitate those sort of shorter term turnarounds. Um, cool. All right. Number, anything else to add on that, guys? What are we boosted a number five? Let's boost boosted. it. <laughs> boost. Uh, does anyone want to take number five? You go, Cray. I, I've got one. I don't know if it's controversial or not. <laughs> it's not
3: controversial. That's
1: good. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna write it down. Subcontract. Yeah. I think. Uh, got to pay bills. You got to pay the bills. Bills, 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 as Destiny's Child loves to say and reiterate to us many times during that song. Subcontract. Uh, and once again, this is back to my initial story. If you remember that story, that. I said we lost those four cost plus jobs that were giving us consistent work for 18 months, lost them not overnight, but within a three or four, four week period. And that what that did to me was land him in a position where we had 12 staff and nowhere to go, all the gear and no idea where to go. <laughs> <You> we're <know? laughs> like, I don't know what to do. And at this point, my son was really young and, and I remember just going into proper David hustle off mode. just hustle, hustle, call, 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 hustle, ask, call, call that person, ask, ask, uh, dead end, dead end, dead end, dead end, dead end. Finally, and I, I think this is a really good thing to flag. You've got to have that existing relate. you've got to have a great relationship with all the people around you, I feel, in your industry. So you see them at the wholesalers. And we used to lend people to people and vice versa all the time. So someone would help us out, we'd help them out. I still have a great relationship with all those other people that are around the size business as us back in my hometown. And anyway, so I called my friend and he was like, oh, actually, I think I can help you Someone, My old boss called me. He's desperate for people, right? So I call his old boss. This is dire straits time. I'm talking about I'm done the schedule. And I'm filled two guys up for the week. So there's 10 people going nowhere, right? So he goes, call, call me. Um, this is a Friday. And he goes, yeah, call me tomorrow. Saturday. I'm busy today. Call me tomorrow, right? This is the prospect of work. This is it's, it's this or nothing for me. So call him Saturday. Uh, miss, he doesn't answer my calls. He calls me back in the afternoon. I miss his call. And I'm like, damn it. Oh. So I call him and then no answer. I'm like, oh, no. Guess a Sunday, I try and call him twice again. Right? Can you feel the desperation? <laughs> I'm stressed. Like I, I haven't let in. And this is a really big party. You got to be, op- you got to be open about this stuff. I probably was a bit closed. You got to be able to be able to share this stuff with people close to you. And and it's a bit, it's a big weight to carry. Anyway, so um, Sunday comes around, no answer, no answer, no answer. Uh, yeah, like I said, call him twice, and I was just sitting there with my newborn son who liked to be cuddled to sleep at the time and still does by the way, but <laughs> I was lying there cuddling him, And I just, I'd had, I'd had enough. I was like, I can't do it anymore. Put my phone downstairs, went upstairs and nursed him to sleep. Just so stressed, so spent. I hustled, hustled to no resolve and then put him down. It's like 8:30 at night. Hadn't still hadn't updated the schedule for all the staff. And I go downstairs. I might even have my phone on me. I can't even remember what happened, but I just remember looking at my phone, and it's and he just a text message saying, "Hey, mate, sorry, I keep missing now. How many people can you send me tomorrow, <laughs> right, Sunday night?" So I update. I update the schedule. I'm like, everyone's going on the tent. everyone's going on this job, everyone's going on that job, and uh, and that's a really important thing. If you've got the work, like a bird in the hand is better than two in the bush. So if you can push your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you had back to the week after and back yourself in that week to chase more work, then all of a sudden you, you've, you've gained yourself two guys for five days. Does that make sense? So you, you're pushing the work I had back because that didn't really matter. I was just I was trying to push that forward. But, but yeah, it um, anyway, ended up being amazing. So we subcontracted this company who are actually, and this is the thing, when people get desperate and think about your habits too, when you're desperate for help, you will pay what that help costs because it's short-term. So when people think subcontracting, they think immediately, your immediate head goes to, oh, just get by for cost. Oh yeah, limited rates or low rates or tiny rates, things like that. And that might be the case for you sometimes. It might be that, yeah, well, we've just got to make costs and pay wages and pay the bills. And I'm happy with the rate that I've got uh, that gets me past that line, which we help you work out in our peak performance program. But in this case, this guy was desperate. So he was paying our normal rates. Not only was he paying our normal rates, he was paying our normal rates with overtime. So it was like, for the next four to six weeks that followed, it was hyper profitable. No work for me to do. It was like a labor hire company for for six weeks. I was basically on holidays. Was it desirable to run that business like that all the time? No, but it got me through what was uh, a critical point in business. And it also taught me that You've got to hustle. And when you put in that position to hustle, it's amazing what you can make happen. So imagine if you had that mentality sort of all the time. Uh, Yeah, guys, thoughts around contracting, subcontracting.
3: I mean, we all know that there's a really... um big shortage of good staff at the moment so everyone's constantly trying to find subcontractors so I think that this is a really again quick and like easy way to get through a very very stressful tough time um, like you said Gro, this isn't something that you would do all the time but there is absolutely no doubt that people all across the country are looking for staff desperately right now so if you're in this position this can be a really nice little short-term solution
2: I like it. Yes, it's it leans back into that existing network. Yeah, existing networks not just your clients. It's the people in your industry that you know are in tune with you know this, the similar sort of stuff that you do. That you know you go and help that person out. They help you out when the chips are down and you're not going to hit a deadline. Yeah, that's that person you could call and go. Yeah, you, you know how we helped you out of that project last year. Um, I was yeah. wondering. Can you spare any guys? Because if yeah. I don't hit this deadline, I'm going to be offside with this really high value client of mine. I need as many hands as you can give me. And that yeah. phone call is a lot easier if you've helped others out in the same position before.
1: Yeah, and um, charge and be charged is the general yeah. rule. Of- um, so if you are aggressive with your charge out rates, expect them to be aggressive back to you. If you put something through that's a fair and reasonable resolve, expect fair and reasonable resolve back to you. Because the shoe always goes on the other foot. Just like you need staff, sometimes they need staff. Sometimes the circle of life continues. Um, cool. Subcontract. Yeah. What? Uh, what's next, guys? Think we've got the, the, this would be the final piece of the puzzle. I would say. Who wants the? Who wants the responsibility? We can still add stuff after this, but. You know, who, who wants that?
3: Uh, go on, Crow, come on, reveal all. I have,
1: I've, got, I've got two more.
3: Ooh. And I
1: think I kind of framed it in uh, door, the door knock for me was business to business. You know, that, that was that just like business to business is generally a slower turnaround. Um, but it is, it can pay off instantly we know we've all could list everyone on this listening in could list many times that uh, approaching a business has led to instant work. So we've got to look at those people that kind of have that higher uh, instant work, people like real estates, people like emergency, people like schools, people that, that kind of stuff. So I had business to business, which to me kind of goes into doorknob. But the, the sixth one to me, um, I've got in here, it's sort of going to be like a, it sounds like a bit of a cop-out, but I'm going to say whatever it takes. And I had written down uh, for me, B&I, like a business network. What are they even called? Business network, some international, <laughs> whatever. Um, worldwide. So, yeah. <laughs> like pitbull worldwide. Yeah. Just whatever it takes. Like go and go as a visitor, call someone, hassle someone, go get there to business network around people that can um, pretty much give you that instant work. Ask around if you're, if you're shopping, uh, if you're buying your food from a cafe, ask that cafe, is there anything coming up? Is there anything coming up? Drive around, look at the building sites, where are they at, whatever it takes. Like you need to have that baseline belief system Hunger. that everything is, yeah. And that everything's going to be okay. This is a short term problem. Right. And, and, and I think as well, um, in the whatever it takes, I think you've just got to reflect in this as well. You got to look back and be like, okay, where did I go wrong? What, did I, what would I have done differently now? Oh yeah, I would have followed those people up. I wouldn't have let that phone ring out. I would have got back to that person's quote. I would have got that quote out on time. Oh yeah, I would have taken that staff and when I had the chance. Oh, I would have done, I would have, I would have, you have to consistently be self-reflecting to a point that you don't want to land yourself in this position again. And maybe you've landed yourself in this position because you a client has monopolized you. So it's like, okay, they have you, and you are their only, like you're, they're your only client. So you need diversification. So how can you protect it? It's whatever it takes. It's a BNI. It's diversification. It's David Hustlehoff. It's anything you can think of to drum up that sort of instant work.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I, I can't even stress enough here. Like pick up the phone, guys. Um, We've said reach out to your existing network. You know, Crowley, you mentioned then like the door knock in a way that's kind of like the B2B sort of space. What about those 10 businesses that maybe you yeah you drop the ball in a little bit you haven't touched base with any of them it might have been like seven or eight weeks or six months who knows like you should have been doing the follow-ups for them previously but maybe this is a great time pick up the phone call in go drop into their office say hi you know take them yeah take them a coffee like you said earlier um this is the sort of time where it kind of makes or breaks, you know, your business, and it is the time to yeah, pick up the phone and go hassle people. Like, don't get off their backs.
2: Do the hard stuff. Yeah, this <laughs> is like, no one's going to enjoy this space, but, um, you know, hard work could get you out here. From my perspective, um, the last thing you could do is the worst thing you could do. Sorry, is sit and wait for the phone to ring. You got to look at what am I going to do to make that phone ring. You got to really, you got to really get out there. Big believer. Like if you don't have any work on, and you would typically go to work for eight nine hours a day. Yeah, that's what you would normally do. Make sure you're doing eight to nine hours of this stuff. If you do a whole day, if you put nine hours into these, call me if you don't have work. <laughs> Seriously, like the the problem with this is people think that, oh, yeah, I've sent an email. I'll do a little bit of this, do a little bit of that. And you amass the total. They spend all day thinking about it and they use a fraction of their time actually doing it. Yeah. If if you put nine hours into this, you will have work.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. And this just goes to show you that every single week, we call it the biz dev You've got to be putting that time and effort and energy into the upcoming works right don't just be that short-sighted person that can only see you know a meter in front of them a week in front of them two weeks in front of them we need to be have the foresight and vision and wisdom and experience to be looking ahead to looking down the track and know that we're not running a hundred meter sprint we're running a marathon we're running something that's going to uh, we don't want to burn out on we don't want to just sprint go go too hard too early and then you know you I would get back to run because I'm running this race rah 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 rah, rah. all of a sudden bam uh, should have paced myself should got back to those clients should go back to those quotes should have relaxed a little bit should have been more personal that like quote should have answered the phone without treating the client like the problem should have been not frustrated in that situation should have taken that opportunity. We've got to always be uh, running running the business race in mind that we are creating something of value that's an asset that can be sold, scaled, or automated. And that's the goal. And we can only achieve that goal by having good clients and good staff. That's pretty much it. So it's critical stuff. So to revisit, find work fast, find business fast if you're stuck. Don't stop. That's the worst thing you could possibly do. Check your existing network, maybe email marketing campaign, jumping up really easily. The door knock, that business to business, whether it's a whether it's a mom and dad on the street or it's a business, got to just ask a question, make the phone call, knock on the door, front up. Chase up outstanding quotes, really simple. I mean, if you look at that existing network for the email marketing is, there's an hour max, chase up outstanding quotes, there's an hour max, the door knock, that's done in, a day this is all done in one day one business day the ad spend just increase it the google ads probably a more uh better return on investment and then some contract once again a couple of phone calls would probably land you in the hot seat for that one i can't picture it being more than five phone calls at the moment that's just that's a lot of phone calls to make no doubt you'll find someone and just having that core belief system whatever it takes is it BNI? It's picking up the phone. Is it diversifying your business to protect this from happening again? Is it David Husselhoff? Is it uh, what is it? You know what it's to going do. Going
2: out to going out and breaking shit so they can pay you to fix it. Like
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, B Y O hammer, uh, whatever it is. So um, yeah. Final um, word of wisdom,
2: Kurt. I had one. I had one that's a little bit left field, which I'm glad we didn't use in the primary six because primary six were really good guys. But if you do find yourself without work, um, perhaps there's an opportunity for you to do something that you wouldn't normally do when you're busy. Yeah. Perhaps there's an opportunity for you to do something charitable. Yeah. But the because the goodwill of that chari- that charitable effort could carry you and find you work relatively quickly. You know, I, I recall a, a scenario where we... We did some, um, some work for free for a charity, uh, expecting nothing of it just because we wanted to help them out. And off the back of that, they have done an absolute mountain of paid work with us since then. Yeah. Um, first gesture was to help out. And they were like, thanks so much for helping us out. We want to be able to use your business in a financial capacity. We want you to, we want to be able to pay you for the." For the stuff that you do so well um, we're going to find you more stuff to do yeah and find a way to pay you so um you know when you're flat chat busy do you guys have the time resources or energy to to be able to donate perhaps not maybe you know you spend it you spend your day doing this and you find yourself you find a day there in the week that you don't have much on that you can you know give to someone or give to a give to a group and they might just turn around and go, Hey, um, really appreciate that. We've got a heap of other stuff. We would love you
1: to be able to do for us. Yeah. I love, I love that kind of thinking. It's big picture thinking really, isn't it? You know, the, uh, the community needs help at all times and I can, the cool stories of, you know, volunteering and what that leads to. It's a beautiful place to be in uh, Alice. Word of wisdom, final wrap up.
3: I think it's just so important to like we spoke at the beginning recognize what's in your control and what's out of your control if Uh, you've had to hustle for work really quickly that might be a time to reflect on this and think okay what do I need going forward so that maybe I don't get into quite as an intense stressful situation like this do I need to do my um, my b2b outreach more consistently so I'm always winning work whatever that might be Um, that's that reflection piece but then in the same way what are the things that are completely out of my control if there's a huge weather event these things do happen but if we can be prepared with these yeah you know we've done six Um, really important points. Kirk's just made a seventh pretty uh, nice little bonus point in there. Um, If we can be prepared with these things so that when things are out of our control, we know how to react in a really strategic way and we get on with it. We get that work through the door rather than having that freezing moment, which isn't helpful and you're never going to win leads um, if you just absolutely shut off. So look at what you can control, look at what you can't control and go from there.
2: Would you say... Prevention
1: is the best cure. Is that what you're trying to say? That's
3: what I'm definitely trying to say. Thank you. <laughs> I love it.
1: That's really, really wise and, and good thinking. And we are the Training Success Academy and you can find three levels of our coaching. One is mastermind. Uh, second is incubator, which is a 12-week crash course in business. If you haven't done this and whatever stage of business you're at, You should do it. It's absolutely incredible and it will blow your mind and change your life for the better and make you realize why you did the business stuff in the first place. And the third component is our peak performance program, which is a a hybrid of group and one on one coaching. It's unbelievable stuff. You've got to see it to believe it. And the results we're seeing from our members are second to none. And it's a really inspiring place to work at. And we thrive on people getting excellent results and achieving far more than they potentially thought they could have. So that's where we sit. I'm Greg Crow, that's Kirk Neal, that's Alice Boyd. We are wrapping up the session. Thanks for joining us. We are the Tradie Business Panel and we will catch you on the next one.
0: Thanks guys. See ya. Thanks guys. So if you're loving the podcast, please share with your friends, anyone that's thinking about starting a tradie business or got a large trading business. We help everyone from startup all the way up to million dollar plus months. We'd love to help you too. And lastly, it would mean a lot if you could leave a review on the player that you're listening to this on. It helps us get it out there and help more tradies in business perform better and create better lives for themselves.